myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello, and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is my friend, Michelle Sternad. Michelle is a chef, and she works for apartment leasing as a consultant and leasing agent. She also is a cat owner and is a maven on the Reface app. In this episode, we talk to Michelle about her start in culinary arts, what it's like to sell apartments, and about her cats. And then we get into her fear of needles. But not just every needle, only certain ones. So let's get into the episode with Michelle Sternad. We're here with my friend, property manager and part-time chef, when she wants to be, Michelle Sternad. How you doing, Michelle? Hello, good. <laughs> I'm always fascinated because you're a property manager, but you were such a foodie. Like some of your Instagram pictures of your on your Zia's food story, I'm like, where are you? Where can I find <laughs> this? Where can I find this meal? And then it's something you just made for yourself. Like, oh, that's correct. <laughs> Like that is it so runs unfair. in the family. <laughs> so unfair. It's so unfair because I'm like, oh, this looks like a great restaurant. Where's this? Oh, just her whip her just cooking something on the fly with just stuff she probably had laying around. Yeah, that's right. It's always something that's in my refrigerator. <laughs> like my produce section or so my produce, because I always go to like Whole Foods or Sprouts and I'll end up overspending because I'll see all this stuff and I'm like you know what I can use that I can use this and then I just look in the fridge and it's just this overwhelming anxiety of man this I need to use all this stuff today yeah yeah you gotta buy daily man <laughs> I don't have time to buy da- well I do have time to buy daily <laughs> I, I I I will stand corrected yeah. <laughs> so how did you start getting into like the culinary degree? Like you said, it runs in the family. Is someone like a chef in your family? Yeah. So my whole dad's side of the family um, own like restaurants and uh, and clubs and things. And uh, my dad's been a chef his entire life. Um, and so it's just kind of that side of it. And um, I got real interested in it in cooking, uh, as a young kid and with my dad. And, uh, I baked my first pie at 15. I was obsessed with like Martha Stewart still am. So (laughs) it's just, it's a therapy for me and I love it and it makes people happy. It makes me happy. So it's kind of one of those things. Oh, I thought, I thought for a second, the way you were talking that maybe at at one point you were going to be groomed for, you know, to take over the dad's culinary empire. Like maybe, that you would start to work in the kitchen as an apprentice and then work your way through so that when your dad. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I, well, not with my dad, cause my dad lives in Sweden, so it's kind of hard to, to work with him, but he's definitely given me uh, a lot of opportunities with old chefs he's had um, that have worked for him and to be able to work under them. Uh, and uh, when I was 16, I worked at a country club 
And uh, so I kind of started there and worked my way up into restaurants. So what made you decide to get out of it just, or just not, I guess, pursue it as a work? Well, stupid decision came back to Texas (laughs) from Florida. (laughs) And then um, there really wasn't any opportunity here money-wise. And so um, I've always been the the type that, you know, I got to live big. So I tried to find some other job and I knew I was good at sales. So I ended up doing that instead and just kind of cooking on the side for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes at night, um, I would just, uh, cook at this bistro in Carrollton a long time ago. So I used to do that, but it's always been like side jobs anytime mm-hmm. after that. Have you thought about doing like some kind of catering, like just for like parties or something in the evening, maybe just the, like a private chef kind of situation where you just come into a party and kick ass? You know, if I had time, like my property management job is so time consuming. Mm -hmm. And if I had a job where I didn't have to be in the office so much, um, I probably would do that just because catering and all that kind of stuff is time consuming too, you know? And uh, when you get home at like seven, closer to seven at night, it's like, when do you have time to do the rest of it? You have time, but then you have to factor in when you're going to go to sleep. That's always been my thing. Yeah. I get off work at seven, too. And so mm-hmm. as soon as I get off work, I'm like, OK, I've got plenty of time. And then I'll either if comedy was going, I'll do open mics or yeah, I'll watch a TV show. And then I watch like one TV show or movie. And I was like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. OK. Yeah. Then you cook something. Then you got to clean and look up. It's like midnight, 1 a.m. And you're like, I can't go to bed now i gotta wind down and so <laughs> then it's like two or three in the morning i'm like oh all right i guess it's time for bed yeah i can't do it <laughs> you're too busy That's why i've been baking yeah i've been baking stuff on the side uh like i just did some uh wedding um cookies uh for my friend's shower mm-hmm. uh so she did like a new york theme and so i did taxi cab cookies and some Statue of Liberty cookies for her. No sex in the city cookies. No sex in the city. <laughs> that would have been the perfect New that York. That would have been cookie. hilarious. <laughs> Each yeah. of her friends just yeah, I forgot what what character is it that they always make fun of like the redhead that always Miranda? Yeah, Miranda's always like like the worst possible denominator like she did nothing wrong but she's always got like the worst and look there's a cat. There's a cat. Sorry. <laughs> Living your baller life with your cat. That's right. <laughs> There's no money opportunities. I got to live big. I got to I got to show out for my cat. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you were the only person I know that cooks for their cat. Like you cook fish or you'll cook them a meal. Yeah. Well, what's funny is this one doesn't like it. So, he he'd rather have like friskies or something he's like the trump of cats give me a big mac instead of like a steak (laughs) the trump of cats (laughs) he just sounds like he's like a redneck kitty did you did you like he really is a redneck kitty i inherited him (laughs) okay you can't you can't change you know a cat's lifestyle i mean if they how, how how old was he when you got him about two. Okay, so maybe it, it Friskies is just ingrained at that point. Yeah, 
for sure. Can't you can take the friskies out of the cat, but you can't take the cat out of the friskies. <laughs> That's right. So you also so you work in property management. So you said you huh? worked in sales. Is that kind of a sales job as well, like property management? Just yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you have to sell your product and lease apartments too, and mm-hmm. so and deal with people saying, "Well, I can go at this apartment for this price," or yeah. I've always lived in an apartment where their apartment website is out of eight out of ten pictures of the picture of their pool. <laughs> That's funny. And like shady floor plans, like it kind of shows you how it is. Yeah. But I've lived at the same apartment for 10 years now. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I, d- I don't know how it happened. I just I just don't like to move once I've set somewhere. And so I just always have just like, okay, well, it's not the, it's not the highest rent in the world. So yeah. So what is your big, I guess, sell on apartments? Like how do you, how do you, like just the amenities or location? What is your? Um, it's the, it's the apartment in itself. I'm very animated. So it's the apartment and I kind of <laughs> pretend like I'm their furniture pieces and just kind of feel them out and joke around with them. So it's, I, I kind of win them over with my charm. Okay. <laughs> when you say pretend to be their furniture. <laughs> yes. Like I'll pretend like I'm a couch. I'm like, see the couch and do motions. I'm like, you can set it right here. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've, I've even laid down in a bedroom and because they were like, I wonder if the bed will fit. And I'm like, well, I'm five one. And so a queen is not much longer than I am. So here you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is how wide a queen bed is. It's <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Just walk around me on each side to see if you can get to yes. everything. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> well, that is hysterical but <laughs> I've never heard it like I'm a lamp look just stand there yeah that's right <laughs> I feel like it's like almost you're like Mr. Rogers neighborhood you're just like the land of make-believe with these people yeah you gotta be <laughs> thank god for theater school <laughs> Not sure if your theater teacher wants to know that you he's prepared you to play the role of a couch. That may not be the best thing on his resume. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked with Liev Schreiber and this girl, Michelle Sternad, who pretends to be a couch for people in her apartments. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I do a podcast about fears and... When I messaged you about this, you had a really interesting fear. Yeah. What is your fear, Michelle? Needles. Okay. That's that's my biggest fear. Okay, so it's not just... Like my arm starts feeling weird and hurting <laughs> when I even talk about it. <laughs> and see, what I find weird about that is that you have tattoos. For someone that's afraid of I know. needles, how did you manage to get tattoos? Did you not know there was a needle? Because it's not the same. No, it's not the same. It's really not. <laughs> like, I was under a needle. You're more afraid of the medical professional that has been trained yes. to put this needle in your arm than you are of the guy that maybe have just picked up this tattoo gun on eBay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
just trying to make sure I got this clear that it <laughs> that it's that it's not the train it's the train professional that frightens you. So what about shots? Do are shots bothersome for you? Yeah, shots are bothersome. They're not as bad. Mm-hmm. If they're in my mouth, I don't care because I can't see them. <laughs> okay. But like my arms, anything that goes into my arm, it's like hell no. So, I mean, I even got into like a big car crash one year and they wanted to see if I was internally bleeding. And I was like, get that fucking needle away from me. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) So I had to sign a waiver that they couldn't do it. (laughs) That's an amazing link to go. To to not. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think it is that causes you, like when it's like blood drawn or shot? When I was little, I had to go, um, I I was at the doctors a lot um, and they were always poking me. So that's really where it came from. And then um, I used to get sick a lot too when I was younger. So they would always have to give me shots. I remember the big, big one was when I had um, bronchitis when I was younger and it literally like took six people to hold me down in order to put a shot in my thigh. <laughs> so even having your mom or dad in the room with you is no consolation. No, no. And I'd rather have a nurse holding my hand than my mother. <laughs> wow. What is your mom just like passive aggressive or something? Is that? No, it's just because like. I don't know. I feel I feel dumb around her. because She's like my, you know, she's blood related. <laughs> you don't want to make her freak out because you're freaking out. So you're trying. Yeah, to, you try to true. keep it internal. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, what did your mom do that made you not want her to be? The... <laughs> yeah, I think it makes it worse when she's there. Well, at this point, yes, because you're in your 30s. I think it would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, well yeah (laughs) hey mom i know we haven't lived together in 12 years but i just need you to hold my hand that's right and i can't be brave in this situation no i can't Sorry, I have to plug my phone in. Um, Well, the funny thing is, is I've been going to the same, like, person for, like, 10 years. Well, that's good. Getting, yeah, my blood drawn. And the last two times I went, she makes me look at my arm. (laughs) Look at it. I know. She's like, okay, you got to start looking at it. She's like, you got to stop being afraid. So she's been, like, actually really helping me throughout Mm -hmm. the years. (laughs) With trying to get my over my fear, so it's been appreciated. I will say because I I used to be a little anxious about like when I had my teeth fixed and wisdom teeth pulled, like I have a dentist, and I did. My thing is I'm afraid of the dental X-rays because I have a gag reflex, and so I will. You know, I'm always like ashamed and embarrassed that you know I can't (laughs) keep this you know this thing in here longer than two seconds without. Yeah, and so. I've always had anxiety about going to a dental office and she's kind of helped me through that. And it's one of those things where when you have a medical professional kind of work with you like that, like you, you tend to stay. It's one of those things that I was, I was like, I couldn't think of trading her because she's done stuff to help. So I, I've kind of, 
you know, bonded over the fact and I let her do all my stuff, you know, maybe it costs a little more, maybe it doesn't, but she's mm-hmm. earned my trust that she's going to do things ideally. Totally. Yeah. So is it, what is it, what do you think it is, is about the, is it just the fact that it stays in your arm or the fact that you see it piercing or that you're trying to anticipate how much it's going to hurt? It's, it's the feeling of it. Like, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. And it to me, it hurts. And I just hate it. And like, if somebody that doesn't know me does, does it, they like take forever to do it or find it. And then I have like this purple arm for like two weeks. <laughs> Will you... I'm I'm very lucky I have very pronounced veins because they they never really have a hard time when I have blood drawn like oh there it is yeah it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry for me but I've I've just gotten used to it now if I do get a little annoyed like if they have the little butterfly thing and they have to put in one tube then they take another tube out then another tube in I can kind of feel that as it wiggles around I'm like okay that's good yeah that part's a little uncomfortable but other than that. I've been pretty good about it, and I used to have, I guess maybe it was because I had blood drawn every doctor visit, because I was on, oh, yeah. I was on a medication, and they wanted to make sure that it wasn't doing anything to my blood, so they would every time, and so I just got, just got used to it, and sometimes it's the butterfly thing, other times it's the big vial. That one always hurts a little bit more, just because it's bigger, which is the bigger needle. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Not to me. <laughs> so do you feel like looking at it has helped or do you, st- is that still like an ongoing fight to actually look at it? Um, it's getting better, but I definitely, um, it was like one, one check like this, this time. <laughs> <laughs> one check. Other than that, it's looking at the stupid pamphlets on the wall while I'm doing it. <laughs> the pamphlets. You might have tuberculosis or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever medical blood pressure medicine. Yeah. She's taken the ball away from me, so I can't use that anymore. <laughs> I like how she's really being proactive, though. She's like... Yeah, she totally is. Yeah. So it's obvious she's gotten to a point where she's gotten to a relationship where she feels like I can kind of enforce my will a little bit, if you will. Like, yeah, yeah. So you can't. So do you look as it goes in, then look away or is it while it's in? No, I, I've never looked at it going in. I don't think I will ever be ready for that. <laughs> you say that, but I, I really think that that might help. I think a lot of times there's that that I don't know what's going to happen like the whole anxiety yeah. of how bad is this going to hurt? Is, is is it in? Is it, you know? Yeah. And so I think then once you do see it, it's like, oh, okay, we're in. And then I can look away. I think you could, I think you, it would do you wonders to just do it one time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> just, have, just have your mom in there with your, your fly your dad from Sweden. Just that's why I never speak. <laughs> he would just be laughing at me. <laughs> See, that, showing, showing you the support of only uh, as only dad knows how. Yeah, <laughs> come on with his Italian accent. <laughs> For those that don't know, Michelle's dad is Italian and her mom is, I believe, Japanese. Yes, mm-hmm. and so you have passive aggressive. On both sides of, <laughs> of your family, I guess, just 
Just one silent judgment and the other just loud and <laughs> on torch. <laughs> <laughs> but you're definitely like, I from from all intents and purposes, you're definitely love both your parents. Yes, yes, I love them to death. Yeah, and you're like I said, you're always in pictures I've seen. You know, like bringing them somewhere or doing something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love them. Is your sister both parents as well, or yes? Because uh-huh. okay, y'all definitely have a little bit different appearance so I was oh like, my oh. gosh we look yeah i mean you can tell that we're sisters if we tell you mm-hmm. but other than that you wouldn't have known if we were sisters she's definitely more italian looking but she looks like none of my parents <laughs> the, that's why i asked I was like well maybe she has a different mom <laughs> no i it's like i'm the perfect mix of my parents so if i'm taking a picture of my dad i look like my dad if i take a picture of my mom i definitely look like her mini me so <laughs> So you grew up in Sweden. Yeah, Sweden and the U.S. <laughs> what was it like growing up in Sweden besides probably being cold as all get out? It was, it's great. It's different. Um, people people are different. I think I, I took on a lot of traits from growing up in different places. Mm-hmm. It's probably why I don't like people that much is growing up in Sweden. <laughs> because they're all to themselves over there. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're all snowed in. You can't do anything if three months out of the year you're you're completely unable to drive anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I also like over there. You know, they're very compassionate people too. So mm-hmm. it's and, and everybody is um, more uh, ready to help you than than they are here. You know. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe Swedish Sweden or Nor- Norway has like the most. I guess I would say pro-female. Sweden, for sure, yeah. So what else do you try to do? Like, have you thought about doing anything else to try to get over your fear? Is it just every time you go to the doctor, like, do you just hope that that there's no needles needed? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every time I go, I'm like, I hope I don't have to get my blood drawn today. I hope there's no needle today. Like, is there a pill form I can take instead of that shot? Like, I ask all these questions. <laughs> I, I will pee blood. Like, if you need me to pee blood, I will do it. Just... <laughs> the fact that you signed a waiver to verify that you didn't have eternal bleeding just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, what's even more funny about that story is when is when I got taken in through the ER. Mm-hmm. It was a really bad accident. And I look like I'm 12 anyway. And I was like in my 20s at that point. So I really looked like I was 12. And when they went through the ER, the emergency area, they were like, pediatrics. And the and the guys were like, no, no, she's an adult. <laughs> I don't know. Your fear of needles makes me, makes me say otherwise. <laughs> Maybe you exactly. should have gone to pediatrics. I'm like, no, no, I'm not ten. No needles, thank you. <laughs> you can you can have like a clown like try to get your blood drawn or something. Oh <laughs> no, oh we don't like clowns either. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have you on another episode about. <laughs> That'll get you a good punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so what about sewing needles? Do those? Nah, no, I know how to sew too. Those are kind of so. It's just knowing that it's going into the skin, and yeah. it's not a tattoo needle, which to me, no, it's not. 
Yeah. Seems to be more. I, I'm willing to go and get a tattoo. I think that's the difference is I'm wanting to do that. I'm not going into the doctor. We're like, yeah, let's get some blood drawn for nothing. <laughs> See, that's what your doctor needs to do then. Is she needs to make her doctor's office a tattoo parlor. And so every time you get your blood drawn, they just do the tattoo sound. I think she should just give me a Xanax every time I go. That would be great. <laughs> Probably not cost effective. <laughs> I mean, they've got to have some sort of samples there. <laughs> samples? I may have anxiety right now. I, I really need to test your anti-anxiety medication. That's funny. Just like, just like at the bar, they had the bar flights just have a flight of medications. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. different anxiety meds just on a, pe- on a little little hockey paddle whatever they put them on that's right (laughs) i can't believe (laughs) i can't believe the links you will go yeah (laughs) you will do anything with a needle except doctor's visits yeah no thanks so how often do you get your blood drawn is it like twice a year or yeah so if you can't how many times you go to the doctors two three four uh well I, I guess, well, two regular, and then I guess three if I go to the dentist. Okay. So yeah. you know every time you go, probably, you're getting your blood Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty <gonna> much. <laughs> so do you, like, take the day just to t- take the whole day Oh, off? yeah, I take the whole day off. Yeah, I, I, I can't. <laughs> I was say, and like, I'm always like, can I do, like, a midday, like, appointment because... I, I need to like prepare in the morning to go and then after it's done, like go home. <laughs> See, I would think you would do it early in the morning just to be like, okay, I'm not really awake. I'm not alert. You could sneak it past me. And then I've got the whole day to just. Oh, no. No, really? No. Yeah. I feel like my body was like purposely oversleep. So I didn't go. <laughs> oh, that what it is purposely over your body purposely oversleeps because it's yes that's just called being lazy (laughs) i don't purposely oversleeps yeah that's right (laughs) so what about your animals getting shot so that they're cool it's okay no i don't like them getting that either it makes me like sad because they don't know what's going on (laughs) You just hear the betrayal in that meow as they. Yeah. <laughs> You've led me astray. I know. I always feel bad, especially like just seeing other people. I don't know. I don't like seeing other people get them either. Like, I can't look when I go with my mom to the doctor either. And then they don't tell. One time, one of the ladies didn't tell me. And I literally said, Tell me when you're going to do it because I can't look. And then she didn't say anything. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to faint. <laughs> Did you faint? No. See? <laughs> but I got rolled like nauseous in my stomach. I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't see. Have you have you tried to take steps outside of your doctor, like forcing you to look at it to try to. No. 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 Okay. No. Just just going to go ahead and live with it. What are you what are you going to do in your 60s and 70s when like you're going to they're going to like like have shots like sitting there. Nah, I'll be like, just let me die. Thanks. <laughs> let me die. <laughs> I don't want to live past 65 anyway. Jeez. 
<laughs> then you get real wrinkly. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I get it. My grandfather's advice to me was live fast, die young. And yeah. <laughs> that's literally what he told me in his 70s. Like, live fast, die young. Leave a good looking corpse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was funny. And I'm like, he's not wrong. I'm 43 and I'm like, you know, he is on to something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I will tell you this. Don't, I, even though I have this fear of needles, I am like the best person if there's like an emergency. Like if your arm was falling off, I would be that person that's like, I don't care. Let's go. I'll help you. <laughs> as long as there's not a needle. As long as there's no needle in it. <laughs> Just kidding. See, I, some people are like, it's the blood. Like, it's the blood part of it that they can't yeah. handle. I'm like, how are you a parent to a child? Like, because some of my friends are parents and they're like that. And I'm like, well, what yeah. happens if your kid comes in bleeding and you're like, Ugh, you know? Yeah, that's weird. Because I do believe you can pass on your fears because if you freak out about something, now your kid's going to freak out about it because oh, yeah. cause they've seen yeah. you freak out and they're looking for you. Yeah. I'm like, you're just com- you're just making it because my mom's terrified of snakes and I'm terrified of snakes now because I think as a ch- young child, my mom saw a snake and wigged out and here I am wig- oh, yeah. in her arms being being subjected to all this like anxiety. <laughs> and so I feel so you're like- not taking pictures with boa constrictors. <laughs> I can do okay if somebody else has them, but when I see them like in the wild or something, like I'm out. I'm, you know, yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter how big, I'm out. Just okay. There's a snake over there. I'm, yeah, gonna go home. You know where there's not a snake? My apartment. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> if a snake got into my apartment, it, I don't know what's gonna happen at that point. Like I may have to, I probably will have to get like some sort of Tupperware and just throw it on top. Tupperware? What if it's like a big snake? <laughs> if there's a big snake getting into my apartment, there's some really big holes in that. <laughs> the toilets, I'm telling you. <laughs> as much as these pipes break out here, there's no way. <laughs> it's like there's no... <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a couple people on one of my apartment forums that I've posted about snakes going through the toilet. <laughs> where are these apartments? In Texas. <laughs> in te- where in Texas? Where in Texas? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to forward one of the, the things to you. It's pretty funny. Oh, thanks. That's... I mean, it's not funny, but <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. <sighs> so amazing that your doctor is like, I'm going to cure you. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. See, I, I I'm the opposite too. Like, I don't like the dental needle more than I do the arm. Like the dental. Oh, really? Just because it, it's such an annoying pain because they just and then they hold it in your gums and it's like, okay, I got it. It's you're in. Okay, <laughs> you can feel free at any time to stop. Yeah. And so I, that one gets a little annoying because they'll wiggle or they'll have to if they're pulling teeth, they may do two or three more shots. Yeah, I don't know. I think knowing that it's going to be numb afterwards, I'm cool with it. <laughs> well, that part, yeah. Like I said, I trust if you're going to yank a tooth that you've got what you need or a root canal. <laughs> that you've done you've done the necessary thing. Because if you haven't, you will know. <laughs> I will. Yeah, for sure. I, no, well, I, 
I appreciate you doing this, Michelle. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Especially like, especially the fact that you you have all these other needle activities you're fine with, but it's just getting your blood drawn. I know it's real weird. I know. I don't know if it's weird. I mean, everybody, you know, there's certain things about doctor's offices and stuff that some people just, yeah. you're not the only one that's brought, you know, brought up getting shots or needles. And so, yeah, I don't know why it seems like you would think after all these years, uh-huh. they would have a better way of doing it. Like, I don't understand why yeah. it's still such a stressor for kids or anything as much as it is like you would think that they'd have something either one like a gun or something that they can just stick to your arm so you can't see for sure yeah like that you know you see all the action movies they have a little like needle gun or whatever they just it just makes a little hiss sound and injects you with whatever i don't know if that would make it better (laughs) it might just because you don't see the needle and so yeah maybe the fact that you just see them yeah, maybe, yeah. And doing the whole thump thump on it. You would think that they would have something by now that could maybe be a little less, I guess, anxiety causing. Yeah, that's true. Because it's what, the, the needle has been for 200 years now? The, the official, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing more in technology that we can come up with that can outdo a needle. <laughs> Why, why do they even need to do that? Can I just take, like, spit? <laughs> just take spit. I mean, they can, they can be sloppy for everything else. <laughs> so where can people find you on social media? They can find me on my food story, mm-hmm. which is the MSU's food story. Okay. Um, and I also started a new one, which is called just for fun and a laugh mm-hmm. and there you can see all my reface videos <laughs> oh. yes before we started this podcast if you're not friends with michelle on facebook every day she posts four or five face app remixes of herself and <laughs> various musical or movie scenes right <laughs> you gotta live that big lifestyle of refacing yourself <laughs> So funny. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this, Zia. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Bye. So that was Michelle. A lot of laughs, a lot of fun in that episode. We talked for a good while. Had a lot of laughs about everything that's going on. It's interesting that she's only afraid of medical needles. Like there's something wrong. I wonder if that sometimes can be a fear trigger is that the fear of something being wrong with you versus a tattoo needle where it's your choice. I find that very interesting that that's what she would be afraid of. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, This has been a great 21 episodes. This last week, we've actually had snow on the ground here in the DFW area. It's currently snowing as I speak. I can hear it tapping against my door. I had some nice comedy shows at the Backdoor Comedy Club. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can check them out at backdoorcomedy.com. This coming week, um, a lot of open mics, a lot of fun, and we're back to the daily grind of my day job, 
and it's nice to get back into the kind of swing of things, kind of get out of the holiday seasons, even though I had a lot of time off. It's been a fun time, just hanging out. Went hiking a day or so ago, and it was a very challenging hike. A lot of uneven steps, tree roots, and everything else you can imagine just in my way. Make sure you leave a review for the show on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have some questions or comments for the show, send me an email at somefearfans at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to read and respond. Thanks again for listening. And now some credits and thank yous for the people that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater, who does my graphics and design for my comedy as well as my podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhite20. Get it, Whitewater. Also, a big thank you to Gunnar Olsen for my music. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns. That's G-U-N-B-U-N-S. You can also check out his website at gunnarolson.net. And you can check out his awesome EPs and some music he's got coming out. Real excited for him. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio on all social media. That's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O. If you want to follow the show, I highly recommend it. Instagram and Twitter is at Some Fear Fans. Facebook group is Some of All Fears. If you want to, if you have questions for the show or feedback, email me at somefearfans at gmail. If you want to be a guest on the show, also email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can make that happen. Please keep leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. I appreciate, I just appreciate seeing that people like what I'm putting out. So if you like what you hear, go ahead and leave a review. I appreciate all of you for listening. And next week, We'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening to The Sum of All Fears.